Welcome, everybody, to the Pigskin Preview NFL Week 4, sponsored by Tanks Solar Solutions, LLC. Help the earth, help your wallet. Tail the farmer, GLTA. Keep fading us. On top of that, we are brought to you by Bet the Farm Podcast. And it is nice to know three men living in the same house on the Zoom call. We haven't gone underwater yet. Hurricane Ian, but I'm here with the bird dog. I'm here with Jared, the farmer Pondock bird dog. How we doing, buddy? We're doing well after that. Sweet, baby. Somebody give me a fucking broom. Let's get it. Just keep sweeping. Well, with the amount of hair that Tank Solar Solutions provides in this house on the floor, the broom is always working. JP, the farmer, how you doing, kid? Doing great. Doing great. Just another winning week. I got to say, uh, coincidence that since getting a new sponsor called Tank Solar Solutions LLC, that it's been four straight winning weeks. I think not. I don't believe in coincidences. So uh, just say hey, another week in the life of the pigskin preview, just beating winners. It's an honor to be here. Excited to talk about a recap. Before we get to our recap, we are going to incorporate a brand new segment into the pigskin preview. It is our red card of the week. If you are a longtime listener or a first time caller, then you know all about the red card of the week. It's something we do on our Bet the Farm podcast of the week, and we are going to incorporate it now into our pigskin preview because there are teams that absolutely need red cards and they need to be talked to. And mine goes to a specific team that it couldn't be more apropos to give them a red card. It goes to the Washington Red Card Commanders, where they used to be the Redskins. Now they're the Commanders. Let's call them the Washington Red Card Commanders. Honestly, I'm so fucking done with this team. Three weeks in a row, specifically the last two weeks, take them plus seven, get blown out last week. Take them in a teaser the week before, and they lose by over seven and a half points. It's just pathetic. The Commanders are awful. Everyone was excited about Wentz because he had two great passing weeks. Their team fucking sucks. Ron Rivera, wake the fuck up. That's my red card. My red card commander of the week, JP. I know you had a good week, but there's definitely a team that brought you down or a person, player, who? Yeah, it's very obvious. Mike Tomlin, go fuck yourself. Red card of the week. One of the worst coaches in the NFL. Still continues to coach like an old pansy. Um, punting the ball on fourth and five on the opponent's 40. Uh, just doing everything he can just to try to have his – I mean, he he thinks deep down, and he may not be wrong, that his defense has a better chance of scoring than his offense. So he just wants to get his defense on the field as much as possible. And because of that, he makes fancy decisions. So three punts late in that game where he had chances to go for it and cover that spread. They had no business not covering that spread. So for that reason and that reason only, Mike Tomlin hit the showers. Absolutely. Burn dog. What burned you this week and needs to be red carded and get the fuck out of here. Uh, red card of the week is going to stay in the same game on Thursday night football. I had Kareem hunt over 63 and a half yards uh, on the final drive from the, uh, the Browns. They threw a pass to Kareem hunt. He got one yard. Then they gave him a handoff and he proceeded to get negative one yards. Therefore, continuing to stay at 63 yards. So uh, um, for one play I had cashed and then the next play I did not cash. So um, that is going to be my red card of the week. That was a bad one. Yeah. We, 
we all get some vicious ones throughout the year, especially on the player props, overs, unders, it could go either way. I will say, though, one thing to be said is I had a great, and it's a new thing I might start incorporating, Wesley, is that alternate line prop parlay, like I did with Najee to have over 12 and a half rushing attempts, Kareem Hunt over eight and a half, and like they both hit easily, and you got them both at alternate lines at an even, or actually it was a plus money bet, plus 108. I I might be into those this year. Absolutely. You just got to find, uh, find the right level for them. Cause as we had talked, I took the same thing with you uh, and we were watching cream hunt, get those carries. And the first half was scary. It's all about game scripts, you know, yeah. just, but uh, once it had hit, you're like, Oh, I should have, I should have done the alt line with one more carry. Uh, so, so my, my, my thing to listeners would be uh, when you do take those all line parlays, make sure that you check the lines on both of them because one extra line only gave us 22 cents of value. It was plus 130 for a whole extra carry for uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, and you were like, there's no way that that. Well, see, would- see, but carries are different, different than yards. Like yards, like you could catch a five-yard pass, or somehow you catch a 15-yard pass. A carry, like, either you're going to get the ball because you're in the game and the, the offense coordinator decides you're going to do it, the coaches, or not. And carries are just scary. So it's like I like to be on the safe side on those. Yeah, my point would just be that when you're doing those alt lines, uh, adding extra to that alt line, like taking a smaller alt line, usually isn't going to give you that much value on your end parlay. Um, so just make sure that you check both. Uh, and take the lower number if you're getting, if you're only gaining a certain amount of value. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, let's move into our week three recap and then get right into the board for the week. I will go quickly. I was seven and five last week. I had the Steelers plus four and a half on Thursday night football. They killed me. It was brutal. But I did tell everybody take Green Bay money line versus Tampa. They come out and smack the Buccaneers. I had the commandos, the Washington commandos, and I'm really sick of them, plus seven. That was a loser, but I did take 49ers, Rams, Atlanta, everybody. We got them all. So on top of that, my teaser of the week was Bengals plus one. I was all over that line. Fade the Jets, and I had Houston plus eight and a half and a six-point teaser, and that hit over-under. Both of my over-unders lost, which is very sad. Raiders, Titans under 45 and a half. Uh, man, that, that was the highest paced game of the week. I just, I had the wrong cap there and I will, you know, go back to the lab, figure it out. I had the commanders, Philadelphia over 47. Love the game script here. You got Philadelphia scoring 28 points in the first half and still the commanders can't come back and score. All I needed was like two touchdowns in the second half. Couldn't do it to me, but guess what? I was the prop machine this week. I said on the podcast last week, Take Tyler Higby's over, over, overs. And this guy continues to get fed. Chris Olave, boys. I said, take the reception yards. All those air yards, 350 in one week. I had to take it. I I, I gave it to the boys. We took that. By one loss, I did, and I will. You know, I'm a true man of my word. I know our podcast didn't get published last week due to some errors, but I did take Deontay Johnson under 55 and a half on the podcast, and he flew over that number, so that's a loser. But, hey, Jared, can I get a shout-out for that Ryan Tannehill over 208 and a half passing yards bet that I came up with on Sunday morning? 
Sure. Well done. Yeah, I tailed it. I liked it. Very low for a starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing of bringing that up is like, honestly, shop every line you can on the prop market. And if you just see something that's like way off, you pound it. That's all you do. And that line made no sense against a Raiders defense that has been absolutely atrocious. So anyways, going a little long-winded, seven and five week for me all time. I'm 21 and 16. That is a 60 or 56% winning clip. Burned a four and oh undefeated on the podcast last week. Tell us how you did it. Gotta love it. Uh short and sweet. I'm trying to get away from the the larger slates. It doesn't seem to suit me very well. Uh, um, I get a little overexposed in certain areas, so I kept it small. We went with the um my triple unit banger was uh Garrett Wilson. Just his target share, 14 targets, eight, eight targets in the first game, 14 in the second. Uh, he came out and he... <laughs> oh, can, can we talk about how you reacted to that prop? Because at yeah. halftime, he was out with an, a knee injury and you were like, I'm dead. I'm dead in the water. I'm done. Just, uh, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. And then I just need pre- one more fucking reception, guys. I need one that- more. Then he proceeds to disappear in the entire third quarter. Uh, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm fucking dead, guys. This is it. Like, after and losing. Then looks up at us 30 minutes later, drunk off his ass. He's like, oh, shit. Why did you guys tell me Garrett Wilson cashed an hour ago? Yeah. <laughs> could have saved so much fucking whining. Uh, but either way, we hit that. We hit Falcons team total over. Uh, this Falcons team scores points. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have to factor in a team like the Bills or maybe the 49ers defense. Uh, but they can go up and they can go put up points. Team total over, I believe it was 21 and a half or 20 and a half. Let me just check that. Uh, that was 19 and a half. Yeah, that was, I had it at 20 and a half Uh, team total. 20 and a half, okay. Yeah, 20 20 and a half. Uh, We had Lions plus six. I can't believe they they came out and lost that game in the end of the day, but that's why you take the points. Um, Great bet. And then we brought it home with Sunday Night Football. Broncos, uh, Niners, just an absolute slugfest of a fucking ugly game. Under 45, that that was probably the biggest lock of the day for me. Um, but, yeah, 4-0, you got to love it. Absolutely, all-time, 15-5 and five through three weeks. That is a 69% winning clip. 69. <laughs> JP. It's your time. The farmer 11 and five last week, all time, 25, 10 and one. That's a 71% clip through three weeks. Tell us how you did it. Yeah, I saw it. I'll make it quick. A lot of plays had the Steelers Thursday night football already elaborated on that. Had a nice two unit banger on the Colts plus seven that Brandon was talking against on the pod last week. And I think that's <laughs> why he didn't, he didn't release the pod because he didn't want anyone to hear his points <laughs> for the Chiefs. But Colts win that one outright. Then a triple unit banger on your Miami Dolphins with a half unit money line sprinkle on top of that. Um, I mean, anyone that knows me, you heard my rants on how L- that line LRC. No you went LRC. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm pretty good when it comes to Dolphin handicaps, which we'll get into in a little bit. But then I also was on the Commanders plus seven. That line closed at like six. I got good value, but doesn't matter if you don't cash it. So uh, also in that Dolphin game, I took the over. 53 look great at halftime at 28 points but uh no one decided to score in the second half loser 
Uh, my Packers and Falcons teaser wins when I shouldn't have even teased it because they both won outright. And I had the Jets plus six. That was a loser. 49ers money line. What a choke job that, that was to become a loser. Uh, but then uh, Tennessee plus two. And Tennessee teased with the Cowboys plus seven. They both went outright again. Jeez, I guess I should just be taking my teasers outright instead of teasing them. Um, but And then I followed it up with just the Bears money line. A good thing I went money line instead of the minus three because I would have pushed. And the Patriots plus three was a loser at the end of the game. And I think they should have covered. So that's how I got to 11-5 on the week. Great week, my dude. 11-5, 71% clip, 25-10 and 10 throughout the year. All time between the three of us, that is 51-31. and 31. In three weeks, that is a 62% winning clip. If you are not buying now, when will you buy? Fade us later if you want to. We've got our week four bets coming up. And it is brought to you by... Tanks Solar Solutions, LLC. Help the earth, help your wallet, till the farmer. Good luck to all and fade Hurricane Ian. All right, boys, let's get right into it. Thursday Night Football. And we've got a unbelievable matchup here with your 3-0 Miami Dolphins. They are currently plus four. I've seen four and a half. I've seen three and a half when it opened, even a three and Cincinnati's at home. The over-under is currently sitting at 47. JP, I'm going to send it over to you because you just said a few minutes ago that you know how to handicap a Dolphins line. Yeah, I was on the Dolphins first three weeks, and that was 3-0 against the spread, and this is a spot where we go the opposite. We're taking the Bengals minus 3.5. I said I was taking them minus the points no matter what it is, and it's just a spot. Couldn't be a worse spot. Dolphins on a short week on the road of a huge divisional home game at home where the defense plays over 90 plays in the blistering hot sun. And now you have the, you have to go to the Bengals who lose the first two games. They get back on track next week. Now they come at home to the TNS number one in the AFC where they want to be. The spot just cannot be any worse for the Dolphins. I, I mean, I'd say you'd be out of your mind to even tease the Dolphins here. I'd also like for some exotics, take the Bengals win by like 14, 21. Like, take some uh, big, juicy money numbers on that because uh, this game could get ugly. I don't know about the tease concept. I do like the spread concept. I think that they could win by a touchdown. I don't know about winning by two touchdowns. This Dolphins defense is good, and their defensive line gets pressure, whereas Cincinnati is the most sacked team in the NFL this year. So that scares me. I don't have a play on this game. I am biased. If I did, I would make mention of it. I'd probably say the Dolphins. What bird dog? What do you got here, kid? Yeah, I'm not going to take a side with too much, too much uh, inconsistency with knowing whether two is going to play or not. Uh, we got a lot of banged up guys. Uh, Teron Armstead hasn't practiced all week. Um, it's it's not a good spot for us, and I'm not I'm not not about to come out and fade the Dolphins after the tenacity that this team has shown, um, especially with a minus four Bengals line. If I was going to take the Bengals, it would probably, I would probably have to eat the juice or something like that. Um, but I do have a Thursday, Thursday night prop for the listeners. Uh, we know you guys bam, bam, bam. Um, flash the sirens. We know you guys want the props on the primetime games. It's the funnest thing to do when you're sitting at home enjoying a beer after work. So why not take the overs? You know we're going overs on Thursday night props. If I have an under, I'll have an over for you anyway. Uh, but you want overs 
in primetime games, and well, I've been pretty good Bird this Dog, year. In your defense, at least this over-under is 47 and not 38 like on Monday Night Football. Correct, correct. Uh, but we are going to go back to the well uh, with an over on T. Higgins, over 65 and a half yards. Uh, he's eclipsed this in both full games that he's played. He was 6 of 10 for 71 in week two and 5 of 7 for 93 in week three. Um, our our defensive backcourt hasn't looked all that great. Um, we, we we give up a lot of separation between receivers. Um, if X shadows Jamar Chase, this is even better for the T. Higgins line, um, considering he'll be on a Needham or whoever our backup corner is filling in for By- Byron Jones. Uh, I think it's just a little low for me. Uh, I, I think, you know, his a dot is something like 21 and a half yards. Um, T. Higgins is down the field um, looking for space and, uh, I think he's going to find it against the Dolphins. Uh, the usage is there. The targets are there. Uh, and let's let's see what happens. Yeah. Big T. Higgins from the ACC. It's my guy from Clemson as a Florida State guy. I respect the shit out of him. And guess what? You were right about the whole concept of the Dolphins secondary. Zayvon Howard is our best secondary corner. And we've got Javon Holland, but they are not shadow artists. I don't know what's going to happen, but we've been shredded in the secondary all year. Now, my question would be this defensive line versus one of – even after everything they did this offseason, Cincinnati's O-line is awful, and Burrow's getting sacked in the top three right in the NFL. So it'll be interesting, and we will move to yeah, London. Quick thing, I actually did check on their offensive line. Lael Collins, uh, back-to-back DNPs on uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday, so they're probably not going to have their star right tackle that they signed in the offseason. Uh, so look for the Dolphins to feast. I, if you could find a Dolphins over sack prop, I'd probably take it. Absolutely, and that's what scares me about taking Cincy like Jared is on, but you never fade the farmer. What we will do is move overseas to London, and we're going to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Jared, should I say that again? The Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, where we've got the Minnesota Vikings facing off against the New Orleans Saints. It is looking like as of now, Jamie Swinson is not going to play, and Andy Dalton is your backup quarterback. JP, Vikings laying only three at plus money? If anything, in this ugly game, I'd be leading to the Vikings, but um, I, I, this is just – there's a lot of variables when these teams go over to London. I just – I don't like anything in this game. Pass for me. Well, Bird Dog, before you get into it, I'll I'll give my handicap, and I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings minus three here. Jameis hasn't been practicing all week. He's got a bunch of back issues. If you're telling me that the Red Rocket's going to beat me, guess what? That's the least of my concerns. In London games not involving the Jacksonville Jaguars, the favorites are 18-3-1 straight up and and 5-7 against the spread, and Minnesota's minus three, all I needed to hear. Yeah, I do like them, but I'm going to go with an even bigger fade of New Orleans here. Uh, if Andy Dalton does play, and this is this is if Andy Dalton does play, if Jameis gets ruled in, I won't be taking this. It won't count as a, as a, as a crop, uh, but I'm going to go New Orleans team total under 20.5. 
Um, they've been having like issues that. getting to this number with Jameis Winston, um, but that was against some better defenses uh, such as Carolina and Tampa Bay. Um, but if Andy Dalton is playing, I, I love taking the under here. I don't see three touchdowns being scored. Um, yeah, it's it's simple. If Andy Dalton yeah. plays, we're fading, we're fading them to score points because they haven't been able to put put up points with with their starting quarterback. That faded at all costs. Interesting. All right, we'll move towards a AFC. Is it the North? No, I think it's the South matchup. We got Tennessee Titans versus Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are minus three and a half at home. Over under one of the lowest of the week at forty two and a half. The Colts finally got their win at home against KC. They get to stay at home again. Burn dog minus three and a half. Is that enough to buy? Uh, if if you had to, if you put a gun to my head, I'd be taking plus three and a half Titans in a divisional matchup. But uh, I'm I'm passing on this game. Well, this is why you um, all those out there have to be following at Jared P underscore because first bet. I jumped on this week was the Colts minus three right when it opened. Um, and I guess the market agrees as we've gone through the biggest key number over to three and a half. Now, Hey, I was on the Titans last week. Everyone knows how pessimistic though I am on the Titans for the season, but uh, yeah, they got their win in, in a great spot last week. Now they have to go on a road. Look, the Colts just looked awful week two and they looked awful without their best receiver and their star linebacker. Uh, Pittman comes back last week. They beat the Chiefs at home. Now they're home again. Um, and then I, I would be very surprised if Leonard isn't back for this game after missing the first three games. Their defensive captain here. So, again, I've, I just want to fade the Titans. Um, they got their win last week, but I think uh, the Colts get a big division win here and cover the three. Yeah, I mean, something I was looking at is, is Jonathan Taylor's rushing yards because he has yet to eclipse – that his prop in uh, all season, uh, it wasn't listed yet. Let me let me check one more time, just because. Well, the uh, next our- game I had on my list was the Chicago Bears plus three and a half visiting the New York Football Giants. Giants land. Was there any reason you just didn't even give a handicap and cut off us talking about the game so you could just move on to the next one? Is there any reason for that? Yeah, I peed and came back. I didn't know what you guys were talking about. Yeah, so we were we were me and Jared were were talking about um, Jonathan <laughs> <rushing> yards, <laughs> and it, yet to see him really get a big game in a divisional matchup at home. Is this the one he breaks out at? It's set at ninety two and a half rushing yards against a putrid Tennessee Titans defense. Um, you know, it's not something that I'm playing right now, but you know, it's in the head. I'm sure the listeners want to know, um, considering this was one of the most bad player props last season, people, people including myself rode Jonathan Taylor just to, to get hundred yard games every game. Uh, it hasn't been the case this year. Um, any, any thoughts from you guys on, on whether this is the Jonathan Taylor breakout game? Yeah. yeah I've, I got it. You already moved on to the next game. So, uh, you can, you don't, <laughs> your thoughts can be reserved. Um, uh, but yeah, of course. I like it a lot. Like you touched on, the Titans' run D has been really bad, and he's due for a coming out party. I'm a little worried that he missed practice today on Wednesday. Um, but I mean, he's a running back. They try to give them maintenance days. So I, I, if he's playing, I don't see any reason why he doesn't gash them. And if he doesn't, then my minus three isn't looking too good. 
Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm going I'm going to add this to the card with the condition that he plays. Um we might get a little worse of a number, but um we'll know more we'll know more on Thursday whether he gets a limited in or not. Um but I think I'm going to follow the gut here and I'll add Jonathan Taylor over rushing yards uh to break out and uh finally be the Jonathan Taylor that he was last season in a divisional game that's going to include a lot of physical running down down each other's throat. I agree, and I like it a lot, especially because they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. You expect a favorite at home in a divisional game to get as many carries as possible, especially when it's over a field goal favorite. We will move on to what I was talking about. The Chicago Bears are plus three-and-a-half, another three-and-a-half-point home favorite in the New York football Giants. Daniel Jones got a little injured, and I've been fading Chicago all year, but I do have – a bit of a play here, and what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give a teaser here, and Jared's going to be surprised, but it is what it is, and I'm going to finally back Chicago Bears a little bit to the point where they're not going to lose by double digits. Tease me up to 9.5, plus 9.5 for the Chicago Bears. I think they they keep this game close. The over-under is only third nine and a half. That tells me that this game is going to be close the Giants are the type of team to blow anybody out. I think Chicago keeps it close, and I'll take the 9.5 points. JP, you got to play at uh, three and a half here. Yeah, very simple handicap here. I jumped on this one yesterday, and that's uh, – if I'm getting any plus points with any team in the NFL against the Giants, I fucking take it. The Giants, they just suck as as favorites. They cover up the wazoo as dogs. It's been it, That trend has treated me really well. For the last three years, I'm not jumping off now. Uh, unlike my brother, I've actually been back in the Bears, and they've been treating me well so far this well, year. What do you mean? So, I haven't lost fading the Bears. Well, considering they've covered two of their three games, that makes no sense. So. Yeah, tease against them, buddy. Okay. Now I'm teasing with them, so let's ride. All right, Burn Dog, three and a half point favorite for the Giants. Yeah, I think we might have found uh, our first bet the farm candidate of the week. No, our tickets to the barn. What do you mean? I'm 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 hopping on Bears plus three and a half. Uh, here. Uh, the Giants okay. are what 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 would Jared say? Uh, 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 overrated. <laughs> Getting three and a half points at home. This is disgusting. Somebody's gonna steam this in Vegas down to three. It already looks like it's getting close. So the listeners better hop on this quick before it moves to three. Um, gotta love the hook here. Um, I mean, the Giants just aren't that good. They have nobody in the receiving core. Everyone's hurt. Um, I think the Bears are getting better as they go. Um, Khalil Herbert has been a bright spot when Montgomery went down last week. It doesn't even bother me that Montgomery isn't going to play like the explosive shifty back there. And, um, you know, we might see a Darnell Mooney breakout game. Who knows? Uh, He's been quiet this season. But the the Bears have a good defense, and this should be an ugly game. So give me three and a half points for free. I don't have to buy it all day. Bears, not an easy team to fade this week on the road, getting three and a half. But we move on to the Buffalo Bills, who are laying three on the road at Baltimore. Jared has talked about this game a week before it even happened. JP, the Baltimore Ravens are plus three. The over-unders – 51 and a half. What do you got? Yeah, I guess I'm just speeding a dead horse here, but I can't condone the plus three. When I grabbed three and a half yesterday, this that was the first line out there. 
after, again, similar handicap to with the Dolphins of wanting to fade them after such a tough uh, game. Now they have to go on the road, and I'm going to get over a field goal at home with the best quarterback right now in the NFL and Lamar Jackson, who's just clicking on all cylinders. The Buffalo defense is dead. They have injuries all over the place, cluster, cluster injuries at that. And, um, yeah, am I a little worried about the Ravens secondary? Of course. But I kind of would lean to the over in this game, too. I think we, we could have a shootout on our hands. And when it's a shootout on our hands and I get the home team over a field goal, I'm taking that every time. Give me the Ravens plus three and a half. There are stats out there that say that John Harbaugh at home as a dog is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. I'm going to fade that and I'm going to take you to the barn here. Give me the <laughs> Buffalo. Give me the Buffalo Bills here minus three. This is a perfect bounce back spot for Buffalo. These two teams rank top three in the NFL and pass rate over expectation. But if they're going to get into a passing game, who do I favor? Give me the Buffalo Bills. Even in a high-power offense like the Miami Dolphins were not able based – I mean, you could obviously you know, say that that was because of the amount of plays that each team had on offense. But I think that if you're going to get into a passing du- like duel here, give me Josh Allen over, over Lamar Jackson. And on top of that, factor in – that the last time Baltimore hosted a home game, they uh, 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 choked. I can see it happen again to another AFC East team. Give me the Buffalo Bills minus three. Burn dog. Yeah, this this one's a pass for me. Um, if I had the lean, I would say probably the over because the Ravens haven't been able to stop even the fucking New England Patriots from scoring. Um, so I, I would assume that you know, Buffalo's defense uh, gets a couple stops, but Lamar Jackson's just too good. And then these points keep keep piling up on each other because Buffalo's offense has to keep up with uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, so give me an over lean, but uh, I don't like, I don't, I, I'm not taking either side here um, personally. Fair, fair play. October 2nd, 1 p.m., we've got the Los Angeles Chargers with Herbert under the helm at the Houston Texans, Davis Mills, plus five. The over-under is 44. Burn dog, anything you want to play here? Uh, I, I'm out on playing Chargers games until I can I can figure out what's going on there. I mean, the chalk play here is, uh, in, in my eyes is, is Houston plus five, but it, it seems almost like a letdown spot for them. And when it comes to betting, like, you know, okay, you have an injured Justin Herbert with uh, losing two Pro Bowl caliber players, their best D linemen and their best O linemen. Um, But it's just, it it seems like they they find a way to fuck this up. They haven't looked as good as we really thought they have. Um, They played some good games for being 0-2-1. But um, I don't know. My head tells me that if I take plus five, um, we're going to see Justin Herbert find a way to come out here and cover by a touchdown. Um, so until, until I get a better read on the chargers, which I've been off on all year, um, I'm not going to be touching games that they're involved in, in unless it's a team that I really like. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a pass for me. Yeah. I think this is a great teaser spot for the chargers. You get them to plus one, which is basically a pick them. I think it's a phenomenal teaser spot. I think that Houston's, Offense is just so fucking bad. Yes, if you have 
like fantasy players that are offense phenomenal because they're always losing. So they have to throw the ball no matter what. I already saw Damian Pierce is on the injured, uh, the injury report this week with some type of injury. I don't know what it exactly it is, but if I can get the chargers down to win, I think that this is, I think it's a great teaser play. So I'll take the chargers plus one and a half and a teaser JP. Um, yeah, I got no. I mean, if I, I probably would have been on the Texans if I got a six, like it when it first came out, but now it's down to five. I always talk about price sensibilities or sensitivities here, not sensibilities, but because it'd be sensible not to get the worst of a line when you're not that confident. I bet Chargers losing two of their best players, but they get Keenan Allen back. Uh, yeah, it's just a pass for me. All right, we'll move towards the Seattle Sea Chickens giving four points at the Detroit Lions minus four over under is 48. I do have a play here. I'm going to take the Lions here. This is all about fading the Seattle Sea Chickens. I mean, if this serves into a shootout, I, I would give the favorite to Detroit all day. Their offense has been able to move the ball even with or without DeAndre Swift. Gotta love what they're doing with Jamal Williams there and Amon Ra. Everything that's come back, it looks like he's going to be 100%. If that offense is 100%, good luck. Sea Chickens, one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Sea Chickens cannot throw the ball down people's throats. We, I mean, if you're going to give Tyler Lockett 15 targets a game and him only catch nine balls and score under 100 yards both games, like they're clearly the A dot. Like the, the game plan's just not there. It's not a scoring offense. I'll take the Detroit Lions. JP, I think I heard something from you, and it sounds like you got to play in this game. I don't know what you're on tonight because uh, you didn't hear anything from me, and I don't have a play on this game. So um, yeah, it would have been price sensitivity as well as from like when this line opened at six. I probably would have been on the Sea Chickens, but uh, I mean, at four and a half, I got absolutely nothing here. Burn dog. Yeah, I after watching Detroit blow that that lead last week and uh, blow the cover. Well, I mean, just blow the the money line win. I can't trust them to cover a spread. I love the team. I love how much they score. Um, yeah, I looked at their team total. It was like twenty four and a half or twenty six and a half. Uh, it was higher than than I expected it to be, just because of the home favorite, but. I, I, I can't trust them after watching them blow that lead in, in, in terrible fashion. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay off. And if they come out and they crush the – I've been talking about the Lions every week. I, I've loved the Lions every week. Um, but now that they're getting four – they have to give four points, um, I, I can't trust them until I watch them come out and definitively beat a bad team. Especially without Swift and St. Brown being very questionable. Yeah, that's fair. Well, two teams that Wesley should know a lot about. We've got the New York football giants plus three going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. No longer at Heinz Field. That would be the Jets. That would be the Jets. But <laughs> New York football jets facing the Pittsburgh Steelers laying three or getting three. Pittsburgh is minus three over under 41 and a half. One of the lowest totals of the week. Yeah. Are you ready to buy in on Zach Wilson, homie? I am I am all fade on Zach Wilson. I'm so happy Zach Wilson has been ruled in as a starting quarterback. As you guys know, I'm going back to the well 
on the Steelers minus three. I'm not going to overreact to the 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 Tom, Tomlin coaching debacle. We know how good of a coach he is. We know they're going to get this team right, uh, and it's the Jets, and and they are coming off of three decently competitive games with Joe Flacco, and now they're going to Zach Wilson. I that's bad news. For, written all over it um only three points from the Steelers here because of that debacle last week uh, I think the books are overreacting a little bit um on both sides so I will trust Mike Tomlin uh and the Steelers defense with my minus three here and fade the Jets and uh Zach Wilson it's, yeah, it's, it's, if anything for me that's that's definitely the side minus three but I want no part of Tomlin after last week so I'm gonna be on the sidelines for this one if he hurts me again i'm probably out on them <laughs> i mean it's just and plus you have to we have to trust trubisky if anything i'd lean under but i'm not taking an under with two quarterbacks that could just throw pick sixes like they're they're nothing so i'm out i am a full proponent of fading zach wilson it is the most prof- profitable thing that you could possibly bet on it's incredible or just take him to throw a pick and that's the most profitable thing you can bet on. Because I think he's hit on 80% of those. Well, we'll continue on with the 1 p.m. slate. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Jaguars are plus six and a half. Eagles minus six and a half. Over under 46 and a half. I think the over here sounds like a lean, but I don't have a play. I think that these teams can score. JP. Eagles, are they for real? Are they going to blow this team out? Are they for real? Yes, but Jaguars have looked pretty good themselves. So, um, yeah, the spread here, I mean, I, it's right where I got it. I, I have no play on the spread. If anything, I would actually agree with you and lean to the over in this one. Both uh, Trevor Lawrence has been looking a lot better since they've surrounded him with a little bit more playmakers. Eagles defense has not looked very good, especially since they lost Barnett coming off the edge. And Eagles offense looks unstoppable. So, I, I mean, I, I kind of do like the over in this one. Yeah, I think I might lock that in. I think it's a great over. Wesley? Yeah, this is going to be the first leg of my teaser this week. Uh, I think I think we're getting a little bit of an overreaction to Jacksonville playing well against a Chargers team that was just devastated. Um, you know, Decim- coming out decimated, not decimated. devastated. <laughs> nobody died what, devastated doesn't mean nobody was what do you mean it's just it's your <laughs> synonyms bro uh, decimated exactly. and devastated definitely not synonyms look it up right now while i'm finishing my handicap they're synonyms um either way um i i think that this line would have been higher had that game not happened. Um, but either way, who wants to take a huge spread against a team that's hot? That's no fun. So I'm going to tease this six and a half down. Uh, I think the Eagles are the real deal, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, come out and rely on them to to cover by seven. Uh, I'm just going to take the easy pick them uh, as the first leg of a parlay, and um, I think that the Jags are going to come out and be the Jags again. Uh, I don't think. I think we've seen them play some easy games uh, and they're playing well through them. This is not going to be an easy game. Uh, this is going to be hard-nosed football and we'll see how Trevor Lawrence responds to that, but we know how Jalen Hurts does. 
one thing that someone needs to respond to is the definitions of these two words. And I'm going to have to respond and take my walk outside. Devastated means, according to Google, as a verb to destroy or ruin something. And decimated is to kill or destroy something. Sounds about the same thing to me. Yeah, it, those are fucking synonyms, bro. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I'm Either agreeing. Way, decimated meant to kill something, so you were wrong. I decimated. I feel like when you use it in like sports terms, it means that their team is like lacking right now. Versus devastated, they'd be like going over some crazy shock that happened. This is a stupid conversation. Doesn't really matter. They are interchangeable, Brandon. <laughs> Yeah, what's the term for that in the English language? Synonym. <laughs> All right, we've got the Washington Commanders. who got my red card of the week. If you think I'm betting on them, you're fucking stupid. Going to the Dallas Cowboys, minus three and a half. Over-under is 41 and a half. I have a play here, and I'm going to take the over, over, over a 41 and a half. Man, this Cooper Rush guy. He ain't being half bad. They should have scored more points than they did. CeeDee Lamb dropped a wide-open touchdown before he caught his wide-open touchdown. And we already know so far in the season the offense that the commanders have been able to pile up in touchdowns with Carson Wentz. Gibson has touchdowns the last two weeks. I mean, their offense, Dotson, on top of that, at Dallas. Dallas, I think, is going to be able to score 42-and-a-half, 41, I should say. I'm not asking for that much here. I like the over. Bird dog. Uh, we got Cowboys minus three and a half over 41 and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it, it's staring us in the face. I like it. Um, it, it would be my lean here or my lean would be cow Cowboys. If somehow they got back to minus three. Um, I just, I don't like the hook here. Um, I can't really trust either side, so I would have to lean over. Um, I, I was trying to find a receptions play for, for Curtis Samuel, um, but I could not find anything on DraftKings or the like. But just know that Curtis Samuel has, um, I believe, nine more targets than um, Scary Terry on the season. He's leading the Washington team team in targets uh and i'm sure that the bookmakers are going to have terry's lines higher than his so i'd be looking at samuel's receptions once i get a line um i would like it juiced at minus four and a half i'd take it but if you're getting if you're getting five and a half beware jp you're gonna lay three and a half at home as the cowboys no um as usual and into Division game that's ugly like this. If I'd be getting over a field goal gun to my head, um, I would lean actually to the dog, but I'm not touching this game. Fair enough. As in a an NFC East divisional matchup, I did fail to mention earlier as we talked about it. I talked about it, I was taking the Bears in a teaser up to nine and a half. That went with the Phillies and I, or sorry, Philadelphia. Eagles and I talked about the game. I was like, I'd love to tease it down. That is my teaser. I'm taking the Bears plus nine and a half and Philadelphia minus a half just to win outright. So I like that a lot. But we will continue moving on to the last game in the 1 p.m. slate. The Cleveland Browns, led by Jacoby Brisket, as Wesley likes to call them. They are minus one 
The Falcons are plus one at home. The over-under is 48. I think that I'm guessing, just a guess, Wesley has a player prop on this game. Uh, no, no player prop here, but I do have the second leg of my teaser. I love getting a home team across six and seven. Uh, it's It's been pretty effective for me this season. So I'm going to tease Atlanta in my 6.5 point teaser up to 7.5 uh, on our book. Atlanta's only plus one, but they're plus 1.5 in other places. So it could be plus eight. Uh, doesn't really matter because it's a teaser. Um, but uh, I, I like Atlanta at home here in a competitive game. Uh, the Browns have been good, but they've shown they're beatable, hence the, the Jets beating them. So um, yeah, give me the home team to cross six and seven in a, in a teaser. I love that. They, they've shown that they can come out here and put up points. It hasn't equated the wins, but um, that offense looks good and, and the defense does just enough to keep them in the game. Yep. Um, trying to agree more. I'm on the Falcons as well on it and a teaser seven and a half. You got Miles Garrett. Who knows if he's going to play after that ugly looking car wreck that he had the other day. And Atlanta's just again. I, I think I've written, I think I've taken them every week now, but uh, I just think they're underrated in comparison to what the market thinks of them. Mariota's really good, and you have two really good playmakers with Pitts and um, and London in the passing game. And then you also have Patterson, who's been playing like a beast at running back. So I think their offense is good. They have a good secondary. If they can just, uh, of course, the one big worry when you're playing the Browns is stopping the run. But I expect them to put eight in the box, play close, and try to let uh, Brissett have to beat them. And, because of that, I mean, I don't see a blowout here, so I'll gladly uh, get the spread over a touchdown with the home team. Wesley, we got to keep talking about this Drake London prop game where we take his receptions every single week and he can't stop hitting. I mean, I, I don't know what world you're in last week because last week he had three receptions, brother. Yards. I, it was one or the other. I, to, I, I told you to take the yard. I remember saying to you, I was like, I like the yards this week. Yeah, yeah, but it is just his props in general have been phenomenal. I'm I'm not a fan of the yards this week because of Denzel Ward. The man has been a shadow lockdown quarter this season, and he's going to be all over them. If, if I was taking yards, I mean, give me pitch yards. Uh, he finally had a good day, a breakout a breakout week last week. Um, I would expect them to go right back to the well uh, when they start seeing that, that, that Ward is all over London. Fair enough. Well, we haven't seen uh, an NFL week with as many three to four point spread matchups as we have this week. We've got the Broncos getting two and a half points at the Las Vegas Raiders and AFC West showdown. The over under one of the lowest of the week, 45 and a half, the Broncos plus two and a half. I don't know. I think that this is a Raiders minus two and a half spot. I haven't locked it in, but I think that it makes sense. Can anyone back me up on that or talk me off the ledge? Yeah, it definitely is a, a spot for the Raiders when you're 0-3 at home. But with that said, I don't care. Division game, uh, this is the second part of my teaser leg with the Falcons, taking the Broncos uh, to 8.5. You're getting through all those key numbers there. Uh, big division game. I'm not even the biggest Bronco fan, but, I, I mean, I'm beyond bearish on the Raiders in general. Uh, you know that's the fact when I've actually bet on the Titans last week in two separate bets. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like this in a tease, and I'll take the points and gobble them up. Well, thank you. Maybe not take it because I haven't taken anything, but this is why we do this, to talk thing each other up and down. 
All right, yeah, burned off. That that Denver defense has been looking real good this season. I mean, their offense looks horrendous, and that's why they're not better. But they're still two and one, and that's pretty much because of their defense so far. Well, yeah, but this game is Raiders versus the Broncos. Yeah, I did. What do you? I said it's, their defense. Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah, my I was, bad. I didn't even use a different team. My I bad. Just said their my bad. My bad. Um, you know, stacking up the L's today. Yeah, you know, that's what I do. Um, I, I would say though, if the if the Broncos got to three, I'd be looking at plus three. I I I I lean Broncos, but I think that the Raiders at two and a half is something you can't pass up on and you never fade a farmer. All right. We've got the marquee matchup of the week at 425 Eastern time. The New England Patriots, who have been absolute dog shit this week, and they're expected to be without Mac Jones at Green Bay, who's coming off of a beautiful back-to-back win streak facing Tampa Bay on the road. Green Bay is minus nine and a half. Over under is 40 and a half. This might be the slowest slog fest of a game this week. One of the lowest totals of the week. I don't care. Give me Green Bay minus nine and a half. I snagged this early at eight and a half when I saw that the Mac Jones news was coming out. And I'll take the extra point on top of it. Green Bay's defense is so solid. They've been getting so much pass rush. Their pass rate over expectation on the defensive end has been top 10 in the NFL teams will not pass on them. And I trust their defense and you know what? They're going to make it slow. And that's the one thing that's concerning about taking a double digit favorite. But I think that Romeo, Romeo, Romeo dubs, 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 dubs is going to continue on this pace. They get, some of their they get Al Lazard back healthy and this team's just gonna dominate. So I like the Packers. Jared was smiling, laughing, doing his old dance while I talk. JP, what do you like? Green Bay minus nine and a half. I, I like absolutely nothing in this game. I have zero input. Uh, I'm not betting on Brian Hoyer, and uh, I'm just not laying double digits against a Bill Belichick defense. Uh, I'm out of this game. I got Bill Belichick's against. defense hasn't cashed one time okay. against against the spread this year. Dolphins won by double digits, and last week Baltimore won Ravens. by double digits. Ravens ended up winning double digits. You're just ignoring the second game of the season when they well because they were favored, so that doesn't count when they're laying double digits. All right, Burn Dog, let's let's get it. Is what we call a triple unit banger. Triple unit. Nine and a half. I'll take it. I'll take it. Brian Hoyer is terrible. He's terrible. They they haven't had any time to prepare. Um, it's gonna be just devastation. Uh, I think you know for the first quarter or two, maybe their defense holds up. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's starting to kick into gear. He always has slow starts right around week four to five. He starts just fucking putting it on teams. He's at home against a backup quarterback. This is a smash spot for me. Uh, I hate laying double digits, but I, I don't care. Brian Hoyer does not scare me. Neither does the, the, the defense of the Patriots this year. So 
Wow, someone's got my back. And I do have to say that there was a game of player prop that I overlooked, the Denver game. And I had a player prop in that game, Denver versus the Raiders. I have a player prop feel here, and I'm going to take Javante Williams over rushing yards. This guy continues to outcarry Melvin Gordon by a good amount. But I think this is a great spot versus a dog shit Raiders team. They get a lead. They run the ball more. Divisional matchup. You got to love all of that. So for those reasons, I'm on Javante to get over on his rushing props. But we'll continue with to the night game. Kansas City Chiefs. Minus one at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I still don't understand this line. I snagged Kansas City at minus two, and I'm still happy with my decision. And I snagged him at minus two and a half, and at minus one and a half. I don't give a fuck. I'm all over Kansas City in this game. Look, Hurricane Ian, this is going straight at Tampa. There's no way they played this game in Tampa. It's going to be at a neutral site. So, Already adjust the score by three points. KC. Oh, that off- means your your bet's going to be voided, so it doesn't want to matter for you. Why would my bet be voided? <laughs> because they're not playing in Tampa. Whenever they move it, they void the bets. When they put a new lineup, it's happened like the last three depends, years. With depends all the on stuff. depends on the book. That's for sure. <laughs> Kansas City off a loss since 2015 as an away favorite. League leading best 24 and 17. That's a 58% clip. There's still huge question marks on this on Brady and this offense. I mean, I'm not sold. They've looked like dog shit the last three weeks. Kansas City's defense has been very impressive. They are sixth in pass protection in the NFL, letting up only five yards per attempt throwing and fifth in yards per attempt. Yards per carry on defense. This Kansas City's defense is for real, and we are going to take Kansas City to beat Tampa because they're going to win. Now, uh, many taking it to the farm or the barn or the rarm, whatever you want to call it. But again, I don't, I don't, I think this is going to get voided anyways. But when the line was two, I took a six and a half point teaser, and I took the Bucks up to eight and a half. Of course, it's just pre-hurricane, anything of this nonsense going on. So, again, I think this will be voided. And if it is, I really have nothing of, uh, I have nothing here. But um, I just think it's I mean, I don't mind that. And- I don't mind that teaser play. I think it's a good one. I just – it's a great teaser number to get it through all the key numbers. But I think Kansas City wins by three. So, I like it. Bird Dog. Yeah, I I mean, I like I like teasing Tampa Bay up. Um I kind of want to see how the situation plays out. You know, there's not there's nothing worse than fading a team with a storyline on their back. And, you know, Tampa's going to have the whole we're doing it for Tampa bullshit going on. So, I don't know. I'll probably end up on the Chiefs. But for the pod, I'll, um, I'm, I'm sitting out. All right. Final game of the week, Monday Night Football. The Rams are plus one at the San Francisco 49ers, J.P. Yeah, I mean, as I just alluded to, I had a teaser, and it's with this game, and it was when the Rams were at two also. And so it was a two-leg, two-team teaser. Both teams up to eight and a half. I got the Rams up to eight and a half. 
Uh, I mean, I, I don't understand this one. Uh, I really may even double down with just taking the Rams plus one as well. Um, I just think that this 49ers team, and I think that's why the line has moved down from two to one, it's underrated how important Trent Williams is to their team. High ankle sprain out four to six weeks. Um, things you don't love to see, but as a Dolphin fan with the 49ers uh, first-round pick are things you love to see because he is the best left tackle in football. He makes that offense move. I mean, they're down a couple running backs. Now they're down their left tackle. They're down their starting quarterback. I, I mean, their defense can only do so much, and especially against the reigning Super Bowl champion. So I guess I like a long-winded way of saying I like the Rams every which way in this matchup. Our dog. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. I don't know. It, it – the internet connection was unstable for a second. Um, I am going to take the away team here. There's something about the NFC West and away teams winning in, in the divisional games. Um, the, the 49ers have showed me nothing that that makes me scared. Uh, I, I like Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford here. Plus one, give it to me. I'm not going to overthink it. I don't have a great handicap. It's just, it just always seems like a way teams win here. I think the Rams are the better team. Uh, I think they have a good defense and a better offense to back up what should what should probably go under. This game's probably going to go under, but we'll see. I agree. I'm with the Rams here. Give me the points all day, every day. They're the better team. Literally, just leave it at that. They're, they're, they are the better team. That's going to do it. For this edition of Pigskin Preview, anybody got any parting words? I did forget to add my for fun prop for the boys uh, on the Thursday night game. We're going with an anytime touchdown for River Craycraft. <laughs> Scored in two of three games. Um, this is simply just a sprinkle of a ten, a little $10 bet for fun. So you're watching Thursday night football. You want some extra bets. Uh, you want your bet to have some juice Well, he's cashed in two or three games. And I'm sure those games, he was much more than plus five fifty to score. So, um, I, I think it's, it's a little fun bet. It's not going to go against the record, but, um, might as well throw it out there. See if anybody cashes with me. JP. Yeah, I just. I mean, hope everyone enjoys another profitable week. Uh, this is what we do here. This is what we do here on the Pigskin Preview, presented by Tanks Solar Solutions. Help the earth. Help your wallet. Tell the farmer, and good luck to all. We are sitting here getting pounded by a hurricane. GLT us. Good to see everybody out here. Good luck, everybody. Outro music. Bam, bam, bam.